what you're reading there. Oh, man. Is, is this true? Looks like you got a social media app on. Oh. Did Penguin Point just close down a bunch of stores? Oh. I wouldn't be surprised. I just, somebody just commented this, and this guy that was the GM at the Center Street Penguin Point responded. They did shut down numerous stores this morning. Whoa, like this morning? This was, a uh, person posted this four hours ago. I got this from a friend when I posted about Penguin Point. This will probably be your last time eating there. There will be only one left in Warsaw, and all the rest are going out of business. Grew up as Penguin Point being a special treat. Mom loves their fish and fries. Our food on uh, the other night was really good. They graciously treated Mom on her birthday to a party. This is sad. And then, like, took and just screenshotted this comment from a GM. Well, you he- you heard it here. Second. Second. <laughs> Penguin yeah. Point is closing down all their stores except for one. Well, they sold, a, what, three years ago when they did their whole rebrand? I, I didn't. The Stouter family sold yeah, it? Stouter's, yeah, Stouter's did sell it. Yeah. yeah and Stout- then they opened up a bunch of new stores because there's one in uh, Wab- or Huntington now. There's mm-hmm. some others around. Wasn't there? Wasn't a large part of their business um, like the equipment or catering or something Cat- like that? Oh, yeah. They still have that, I think. I don't know if it, if it went with the restaurants or if it is still, you know, the Stouter family, but... Yeah, that was no, that was a big part of it. I'm pretty sure everything it was like a bundle deal. Okay, okay. so then the question is, how do you? I mean, you guys, pro, you both grew up here, right? Yeah. So, are you pro Penguin Point? Oh, always. Yeah. Yeah, they were the original crinkle fry in my mind. Okay, so I you're mean, a fan of the crinkle fry? Oh, crinkle fries. Dude, they're absolutely. fries. Yeah, fries. They're chicken. Yeah, I, I'm actually. It's worse all. I'm Penguin Point over KFC every day. Yeah, I don't um, blame you. Okay. Do you, I mean, I don't. I don't think that's a high bar right now. <laughs> the KFC doesn't. Say, it's like saying, you know, I I said, uh, you know, Ariero over Taco Bell. You know? Okay. I heard the backstory that the whoever started Penguin Point was kind of buds with uh, the uh, the Colonel oh, way no back way. when. Yeah, and then they kind of broke apart or whatever, and. Yeah, he took. It was a lieutenant and a colonel, and they split I, ways. Yeah, I know that was Warsaw's original first fast food restaurant was Penguin Point. Right. So, you know so that. you had Penguin Point before you had like the national brands. Yes. Is it? If you're, I'm just joining the conversation. Welcome. Thank you. So is it shut down? Shut down? Because uh, I've heard going to be one restaurant open. Because I because I there was one post that went nuts, and then it turns out well no it's just then I heard it was just the one down by the timeout. Well, what Stefan read to us was all of them are closed except for one. So, yeah, I was just looking at my Facebook feed, and um, somebody that's the uh, GM at the Center Street Penguin Point, which is the one, like, I would guess right across from Walgreens. The birthday Penguin Point. That's what I call that one. Yeah. Um, Okay. That one always has birthday announcements. That's like a thing. On on the billboard. Right. Yeah. Goshen, both the Elkhart locations, one of the Warsaw locations closed. And uh, he's getting moved up to South Bend uh, from his Center Street Penguin Point or something like that. That's a commute. So, so Penguin Point's closing. Yeah. Culver's is increasing. Like, they're adding Culver's. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, uh, it, I mean, is it? Have is, you been to both restaurants? I have. I mean, but I'm not a local. <laughs> I'm not a local. So where these two will be Penguin Point, I'll take Culver's. Here's the thing. Here, here's my thing on that. Penguin Point and uh, Pizza King are very similar in this realm. 
I'm they following you. only exist in the extremes. Mm. I've never had either one that was like, it's okay. It's either this is the best pizza I've ever had, or I can't believe I paid thirty dollars for this. That's a twelve-inch pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, pizza so king's ridiculous. Pizza King, one hundred percent. I'm on the. I've never had a good pizza there, and I've paid too much for it. Every time, like I had it last night for family pizza movie night, and unbelievable. Like I'm yeah. surprised the kids got any because I was just like, now this is what you're talking. Ta- but like my first like five times, I'm with you. Yeah. Like I get here, I move here, and people are like pizza. Pizza King. You never had pizza till you had Pizza King. Maybe then it's I only had because pizza, then I had it. I've only had Pizza King three times. Maybe that's what it is. And you, you got to yeah, your averages. Yeah, yeah, you got to get those averages yeah. up. You'll get you'll hit a good one. What would you order at Pizza King? Because I only order one pizza from there. So like King's Feast or something. Yeah, Pat's Pat's, Pat's Feast. Feast. Yeah. Okay, I do the. Uh, well, okay. Here's now you're gonna get him now. Okay, so I'll get like the pepperoni feast. Oh, but if. My kids and my wife, they like cheese pizza. Now, if I get, if, if we're doing like the pizza movie night thing, I won't get the pepperoni face because they jip you on the pepperoni if you half that. Like I've gotten, I've gotten like Come three on. quarters cheese and just a little bit of it. It's like, they're just not doing it right. Uh, pizza jester over there. Yeah. So, but I get Penguin Point similar. Like I've had it. I'm like, this is great for yeah. fast food. This is yeah. really, really good. Or I've had it like, what in the Sam hell is going on with this? This is trash. This is absolute. It's only ever been in the Is extremes. it location-based or is it one of these average things again? Because I don't eat there very often. I'm probably the same thing with Penguin Point. I maybe have eaten there four or five times. Never had a good sandwich. I'm not a big fan. Well, location is. I mean, like, there's a McDonald's in town that I will never go to. So it might but, be a location mm-hmm. thing. Mine might be hitting the wrong Detroit Street. Talking to you. Hey, that was, that <laughs> was my, that that was that. my yeah. first you job. You know what? When I said it. My first job. Okay, but when I said it, all of you knew the McDonald's I was talking that's about, right. too. Yeah, there right. wasn't a single person at this table oh, who didn't know yeah. exactly yeah, which yeah. one I was talking about. No, I was talking Penguin Point. That was my first job. Oh, Penguin Point was your yeah. first game? On Detroit Street. Well, that, see, he's got a whole emotional. Wait, where was I the do. Penguin Point on Detroit Street? Oh, it's oh, the one that's still there right now. Caddy corner from McDonald's that you don't go to. That's pretty much if I'm running into fast food downtown, I'm I'm going to the Penguin Point over that McDonald's. It's just the closest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but come on. Everybody, like Chris said, there's one you don't go to. We all knew which one you don't go to. So, yeah. so what was the Penguin Point in town you don't go to? And uh, I think they all are on the same level. Mine, mine is the one out by timeout. That's the one I don't oh, go. That's to the one you won't go to. It's just way out of the way. That was the last. Okay. One, that was yeah. the last one I tried, and it was terrible. It was well, terrible. and here's the thing, man. There's all sorts of local beef posts about how they're like changing stuff and like wish it would change back and and whatnot. Mm. And I don't know who's. It, it, who's behind the changes, whose impetus it is to, to make those changes, but like going to a smash burger type thing, that's like completely out of their wheelhouse. Uh, sorry. It's just not what you do. Was that a menu so, option they were trying out? Was, no, they just switched the patties. Oh, like they just switched the patties. Into- they're smash burger now. Oh, and, well, I might try it because their previous burgers were junk. Uh, it's one of those things now that's like, I got the smash burger well, how about one this? and it's not, yeah, it was just, it was have you seen the one in Columbia? Have you been to the one in Columbia City? No. It's beautiful. It looks yeah. like a national chain. Mm-hmm. It, it's a modern building. It's a modern look. It's a, and I got to imagine that that one does more business. The one down, at, down in, uh, I think, Huntington and any of the new ones, they're just like that. The new ones are super nice. Uh, H- yeah. Huntington's old, though. 
the one that have like it looks like uh, an old what B and K root beer stand. Root beer stand. Yeah, yeah, that's been there forever. Okay. How but did they, they? But they went through and remodeled a lot of their franchises. Yeah, their menu did. is extensive. They're everything from hot dogs and there is a lot on that menu yeah. too. Yeah. There's some. There's something to be said thing. about that too. Yeah. Like, what's uh? You ever been to a Raising Cane's? Four things on the menu. Yeah, my That's son it. raves about them. They do. There's four things. That's they, it. They do it well though, and right? it, it's fantastic. Chicken. I mean, okay, yeah. everything I'm saying right now, by the way, has the asterisks of for fast food on it. I just want to make that clear that like <laughs> raising canes is super good for fast food. Even better late at night when you're hungry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How are none of the McDo- How are none of the Taco Bells around here open past midnight? By the way. Yeah, Taco Bell is the best after midnight. Yeah, well, this labor it's only the, <laughs> labor It's only good after midnight. That's exactly. <laughs> no, it's been like that for 13 years, bro, because my days of being out and looking for Taco Bell at 2 o'clock in the morning are behind me, but I came here with that yeah, nasty right. spirit in my in me, and yeah. I remember griping about it 13 years ago. I, everybody would go over to Steak and Shake. There you Dude, go. Steak and Shake. You ready to talk, you ready to talk about Steak and Shake right now, Brian? That was good in this time. <laughs> sure. You guys remember... Go. You guys remember when um, there was a sign in front of the Steak and Shake that said uh, Chick Fil A is coming, coming soon. Chick Fil A, yeah, yeah, like and Dan Spaulding, uh, like, uh, like, okay, so Ink Free ran a story on it, right? Uh, yeah, like, crazy. like ran a story. And I, at that point, I'd been, I'd, I'd become friends with the editor Dan Spaulding. I called him, like, Dan, you're gonna want to take that down. Like, if, like, there hasn't been. We'd know. We would know it was like, before a little sign went there was, out. There was like a sunbeam that surrounded the sign, and there was hope in the society yeah. that maybe, just maybe, we've reached the level. Oh, there was a break in the clouds that only shined on that sign. Yeah. It was yeah. so much day. hope. It, it was, was a good day. day. It was a good day. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let me. So, I was driving by one day, and I thought, man, we, it would be great if that was a Chick fil A. And I literally turned around, went and printed some signs. You guys are witnessing a you guys are witnessing a confession right now. Yeah, went and printed some signs. Used the uh, old uh, like garage like garage sale sign that one of my neighbors left in my yard. Duct taped them to the back of them, placed them in the yard. Put a uh, yellow vest on in case somebody saw me during the day. Did it during the day on a first Friday because I thought if I'm going to do this, it needs to be on a day where the buzz would actually catch traffic. Like and a wildfire. Yeah, oh, caught. my goodness. It caught. <laughs> it, it caught so well. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, so Brian Lowe, he's responsible. Beautiful. Brian Lowe did it. Brian yeah. Lowe brought that hope to to a nation. When, you know, when it hits the H.G. Wells. Orson Wells. Orson Wells. Wells. No, he was Orson reading Wells. Wells, right. Yeah, yeah Orson, Orson Wells. Wells. He's the Orson Wells of modern day. My son thinks, uh, when I told my son it was me, he was like, you are the coolest dad ever. Yeah, that's... He's like, I cannot believe you pranked the entire city. Yeah. So no, here you, it was... That's county. That's like, legend uh, status right there, folks. Uh, some guy at Chick-fil-A had to take a call. Like, what, Warsaw <laughs> where? No. Yeah, that's funny. He probably took many calls. We're so excited you're coming. Oh, my goodness. Well, I just like... I, I talked to the Ink Free guy, and I was like, dude... You have, like, the mayor's number, right? You could, like, verify with somebody, right? City Planning Commission. Oh, this is anything. Yeah, That's fair, right. Yeah, they just ran with it, man. Like, when it hit Ink Free, I was in my house looking at my phone on Facebook yelling, I just made fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Fantastic. 
Uh, so Penguin Point. I, I think I think you guys hit the nail on the head. It's too expansive of a menu. Mm-hmm. Like you I mean, talk about that. You're you're a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I I hate those menus too. I mean, it's the old Greek restaurant theory of restaurant menus where like you go in and it's got like 18 pages and it's got mm-hmm. Mexican food. It's got like a 17 salads. It's got Italian food. It's got all this other food on it. And it's just like, all right, first off being in the business, I wonder like how big is their walk-in cooler to carry all these items? And then secondly, how can none of it be any good? Like that's that's what I come through when I sit down at a a, a restaurant that has like a, a copious menu. Like you're not doing anything well. You're just trying to do a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, I think there's a big difference when I look at a menu and there's only a few items. I feel like they've been able to do that because they've perfected it versus when there's so many items. It's like, oh, they probably do a lot of this good, but nothing's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I respect it small menu well and they had try yeah. a few things have some specials mm-hmm. try some things you want to yeah. flex your culinary imagination by all means have a traveling item on your menu when they first opened yeah. i'm sure that made sense because they were the only fast food restaurant right uh, so yeah, there was true. no competition they were you know probably you know selling hot dogs by the whatever the pack or whatever <laughs> but yeah. once you start getting a bunch of competition right then you got to rally around your strengths and i think they're there's a few things where there were holes in the market. They could have rallied around the tenderloin. They could have rallied around chicken, a good chicken sandwich. Yeah. What's the, it's like the ice company story. Uh, this company that started in the U S only selling ice, but when ice, when refrigerator units and everything came into play, it basically was shutting them out. So they shifted and that's Seven Eleven. Oh, all right. Well, so Seven Eleven started as just an ice selling business. They deliver ice to restaurants in different places and they had to pivot. They do <clears throat> Penguin Point does do a bunch of like I don't know, I'll call it malarkey. Uh like the salads that they sell. It's like, dude, I see these salads for a dollar ninety nine at Walmart. Mm. Like, why are you putting these on your menu? So like you're buying them at Walmart and then flipping them? For five bucks? Yeah, something like that. Or they're desserts that are prepackaged type of things, like, oh yeah. look, it's got the barcode. You got it from this convenience store or whatever it's like quit trying to be all things to everyone yeah. there's a line right i mean the place we're recording this in is a coffee shop and i don't think they're making the muffins in the back right i don't sure think, yeah i mean i think Mm-mm. yeah i don't those think muffins so. look like they were on a pallet at costco and yeah uh, I'm, and by I'm the way saying, i'm least, here for that love a costco muffin well, try it at they're least delicious you don't sell it in the marie calendar single packs to go a pair at yeah. least they take them out at least they take if them that's out. what they're doing. but it feels like there's a line right like i'm here for coffee and then there's a little something else on the side maybe i want a little coffee cake muffin right or something right. but when you're yeah when you're buying the salads at walmart and driving them down the road and distributing it, them it feels like they chase everything that's big at the time but then never drop it back off like they had the hot dogs and they got rid of those for a while and i think they're back now and oh. You know, um, they had the cheese curds before Culver's was in town. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think you make a good point. Lean into cheese curds, lean into yeah. doing thing, oh, doing things, doing things with their, their fried chicken is always good. Yep. Like lean into that, you know, yeah, lean into the tenderloin, lean into 
be more regional and not chase a national. Do we know who the owners are? Are they a local? Mr. and Mrs. Penguin. Did, did, mm-hmm. Because the Stouters were local. No, they're right? not locals. So, I mean, there there is, it's a change in, I mean, this is a small town, right? So mm-hmm. I think some people eat there because they, there's a part of them, them that's like, well, this is a. This is ours. This is ours. Yeah, it started here. Yeah. We got to support our own. Well, it's not that anymore, right? That's sure, you right. always get you get some of that, right? Like when, uh, yeah. what was the Greeks pizza? A lot of people went there oh, yeah. because it's yeah, big. It was good pizza, actually. Muncie. Muncie. Or Muncie. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, well, you know, I ate there when I was at Ball State. Now there's a Greeks here. Yeah. Greeks was really good. It was really good. It was really good. Why did they go? Why did. Uh, why did they shut down? They couldn't make I it. I don't think they got enough traffic Cause, downtown. Cause Warsaw. Yeah, that's like true. you're yeah. you open up a business for two weeks, fire, and then people go away. Right? Am I? Oh yeah. Yeah, all, absolutely. All the Pinkman Point lovers will come out now. Right oh, now that is. Right. We've talked down. about it on this show. <laughs> Find someone that loves you the way someone in this town loves a business that once they're closed. You got it. Hard yeah. Time. So. That's for sure. So Popeyes. Bro. Popeyes. There's a guy. Popeyes was crazy. Great right? example of this situation. Yeah. yeah. Right but there. I drive around now. There's never a car. Remember the, remember, what are we going to do with all the lines backed up on US 30 of people trying uh, to get into the Popeyes? Yeah, that lasted about nine hours. Yeah. And then yeah. people had Popeyes. They realized it tastes like Greek grease and regret. Yeah, it's not great. I actually really yeah. liked the diner that was there. I ate there. I ate it at that Shoops. Diner. Yeah, Shoops. Yeah, Shoops. Yeah. They had a good burger. Yeah, they had like good burgers. burgers. They Shoops had like good. that unique, like smashed flat steak burger thing where it was real kind of crispy on the outside edges. Yeah. And it was sopping. Like that's the way that's the way that, that a smash burger should be. Yeah. That what I had as a smash burger at the Penguin Point I just uh, had eaten at a couple weeks ago was just all crispy edge. Uh, all the way through. Oh, the yeah. whole thing was crispy. Yeah, the whole thing was crispy yeah, edge. Not yeah, it's not great. It's not what you're here for. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like overcooked bacon. Yeah. So, but I like what you did, though, right? Instead of necessarily trying, you know, you're a brewery. Yeah. You make beer. This is what we do. But people want food. Instead of breaking your neck and trying to do a menu thing at the war, so you you, you have another business, you partner with them, and you say, right? I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's, a, that's exactly well, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he did something else. Very, he did it exactly on point. In his Leesburg location, his Reuben is a thing of art. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so if you want a Reuben, it's like there's no other place to go. Go get the Reuben there. Come see us in the spring. Yeah. That's a that's a uh, seasonal. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But instead of. I'm, I'm yeah. glad because you, you have that because I right. started thinking I, right. need, I need to go get one of those. I drive right. up and I wouldn't get but, it. Yeah, we do Jody the, shows up next week. We like, let like me tell you about the Reuben's bullshit. It's <laughs> not even there. <laughs> I dreamt yeah. it. It was a fever dream. I was on mescaline or something. and uh, like, uh, Yeah, we do that. There as wasn't a, a shaman there either anymore. I don't know where he went. And the uh, the spring, summer, fall, it goes like crazy, and then uh, sales slow down. Of course, we make the the kraut from scratch. So what you know, yeah, we do. It, we call it our six week Reuben That's because it takes six weeks to make the kraut. Um, so we'll start making. It took my grandmother nine months to make a kraut. In February, it'll go back on the menu like mid March, and then we'll roll through another season. So, so so you let me know when you guys start doing the kraut. Thank you. Bro. I'll hit the ayahuasca, and then you know. Up there. There you go. Yeah. For his little journey yeah. that he does. Well, every you can year. get the kraut. To, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if we have any right now, uh, but we jar up our stuff that we pickle uh, for people to take home, too. You so. could pickle the kraut. Well, you could we bring the kraut home. We pickle it. They pickle you it. Can you, can bring, it. You, you can bring it. You can get kraut in a can. 
a hop lore kraut. Do you guys sell hop lore? Yeah, kraut? yeah. We sell our yeah, kimchi, our kraut, kraut and our uh, our pickles. Would you do like a like kraut brew? A kraut brew? No. That's not a bad idea. It's, it's a horrible idea. It You're right. It's not a bad idea. idea. It's a terrible idea. You know what? Actually, there's oh, pickle here it beers is. out there. There it comes. That are there pretty good. we go. I like here pickles. There we go. So it's yeah. like a pickle beer. This would be a kraut Stop. beer. Oh, my God. You know what? Listen, Wait, you know what? This, I want to hey, apologize ahead of time. We're gonna throw, when this shows up on the menu, I'm so sorry. We're going to throw hot dog water in there, too. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to uh, call it Maxwell Street. We're finding all the hot button items that are going to actually cause the national divorce. One of them is, do you like pickles? <laughs> the other is when you go to a drive-through or you go to walk into a restaurant, are they serving the drive-through people first? Right. right. Oh, I went to. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's tough. Oh yeah, they we write did, the history books. Started a firestorm like, with yeah. that comment on Facebook. Yeah, look at that, that was the place that I had the uh, the the ever crispy patties. That was the what I was talking about. Penguin Point. If you walk yeah. in and they're serving drive-through first, but you get your order to go, where do you fall? See, I I don't know. I think is uh, of drive through as a like a third in house line. Yeah, but what I had the issue with was that there were large online orders placed, and instead of like working in, working the other order in with that, you know, they're making twenty five wallies. Cool, awesome. Can you throw on my one burger in the midst of this and do that at the same time? Yeah, I'm so for those, here. those that art has are, been lost. Honestly, those listeners that are in a not lot of kitchens aware of to our Pacal listeners who yeah. don't know what a big Wally is. Yeah, it's a Big yeah. Mac. It's a Big Mac, right? With Which, their special. <laughs> if big you're Mac that sauce. country, you probably don't know what a Big Mac is. Come on, I know what a Big Mac it's is. It's a couple of burgers sandwiched with some Thousand Island dressing. It's got three buns, man. It's extravagant. Yeah. So yeah, they were working on that, and then so you instead of trying to come up with the next thing, you partner. Oh yeah, yeah, Crooked Barn Barbecue. Uh, they are doing like all the food out of our kitchen, so we partnered with them so that you know I I I joked with people like, why don't you have a full food menu at your other place? I'm like, because I have one restaurant, I don't want to. Yeah, is Crooked uh, Barn were they based out of Columbia City? Did they have a place in Columbia City? No, they're uh they're actually from Mentone area, they had a okay. food truck. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how it started. We had food trucks all through the summertime, right, pretty much so every good. day, a different food truck. And, uh, as other food trucks had other things going on or whatever, they just were picking up more days. And then we started talking to them and told them, you know, I'd really love to find somebody to, to take care of our food in this location. Cause I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, and they said, well, that's interesting because we've been kind of looking for a brick and mortar. Um, oh, really? So with that, you know, we started talking and, and one thing led to another. Um, and they're kind of expanding their footprint. It's kind of cool. They're, part of the crew is going to Fort Myers for the winter and taking their food truck because, you know, food yeah. trucks up here in the wintertime, they're doing nothing. nothing. Right. Tell um, me about it. And then the other part is staying here and, and doing the, the restaurant at, at our place. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. Is the Fort Myers thing like a relief deal or? I don't think so. I think they had that just... planned all along, but maybe they had some ties down there. I mean, what people in Warsaw don't have ties to Fort Myers somehow way right. or whatever. Yeah. Like the entire town of Warsaw can be found in Fort Myers. Not on this year. Spring break. Uh, what? Not next year. We'll see. Why? I bet. It's gone. Yeah, he, 
He was saying that uh, when they get down there, they've got scheduled Sundays with a bunch of different restaurants because mm. there's so many restaurants that are still closed. Are you saying it's gone because a hurricane took it out? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of those, I mean, the big, the big, like pink shell and the big places down the way are fine, but a lot of those mom and pop play, wiped out. Yeah. He said there's like wiped three out. or four restaurants in town that are. are yeah, I would say food trucks would be going down wow. there in mass. That's yeah. what. That would make sense. But I'm just wondering, like, in terms of now we're getting real local, what's the local spring break going to look like? Um, no, because you had a whole yeah, town. Where are you going to go? You had a whole town go to that go. place for a week. Those places aren't available. Yeah. Now, where do you go from there? Hear me out. We get a bunch of tents. We go down there. We rent tents. That's it. That's the idea. Renting. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, strong idea. That's a great idea. Golly. Good idea. Man. Woo. Um, something in Costa Rica. Yeah. That's where I'm taking. Everybody. Yeah. We did, uh, we did, uh, Puerto Rico last, last yeah? spring break. That was fun. It was not at all what I was expecting. I, I knew that there were a territory and all that fun stuff, but I figured it was kind of like Guam, like, eh. like I was expecting to see like some shacks and stuff and there mm. was none of that. None like, of that. All the all the fast food chains, like oh here's McDonald's. Look at, can, look at this guy, colonizer. I expected anyone outside of the U.S. to be in. No, huts not at all. And, I've been yeah. to a bunch of the islands down. So there. you were just expecting like expecting you were expecting like, Dominican like a, a Medellin like uh, type hut village no, kind of thing. At all. That's what you just said. We did Chicago, but we did Old Town. See, that's, that's where you see the huts. Way. Yeah. That's what he said. That's where the huts. <laughs> oh shoot! Are. No, San Diego. We went to San Diego two years ago. The insane. The, uh, the tent cities out there. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, people complain about the homeless population out there, and I'm just like, we don't have terrible situation with homeless here because everybody that has, like, five cents to rub together hops a Greyhound and goes out west because it's nice all year long. Yeah. You're not having to huddle underneath papers. I like never understand seeing below. homeless out here in the winter. Like, That's good. what are you doing? Yeah. That's a benefit for yeah. You got nothing seven. tying you down. Seasons, yeah. Go with the winter. Go with the seasons. Yeah. What are you doing? I've been in Denver, That's huge, me. like My the downtown Kirk. park is like thousands. It's uh, it's pretty crazy out west. Speaking of crazy, we watched K-Pax. Is, oh, segue. Did you hear that? He I heard it. He segued over to the movie. I didn't know if you guys were going to let me do the movie. I <laughs> I, okay, just, I, okay, hold on. I got to be real with you. I said we watched K-Pax. I did not watch K-Pax. Uh, and he didn't watch it either. I, I mean, can't find it. What? It was a three ninety nine pay. Yeah, it was a buyer. On, uh, it was it was stars, a buy. It was a buyer. Like and you had seen it before, right? You yeah, it's, it's, it's been a minute. But yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, Kevin Spacey is in a mental is in a mental institution, right? Says he's an alien from a planet called K Pax. Jeff Bridges, yeah, yeah, yeah. is his psychiatrist, psychiatrist mm -hmm. clinician, who you know is treating him, but then you know starts to wonder: Is he from K Pax? Question mark. Is he crazy? All right. I uh, I printed it. It's shocking. I printed out. You got sheets? Details. Jody's got sheets. Jody's got sheets. It's time for Jody's sheets. <laughs> K-Pax is a 2001 science fiction mystery film. Okay, that was, I'm done with that. Based on <laughs> Gene. You put, no, that hey, was nice. Hey, that was hey, nice. You put, you're doing a little voice work. I appreciate that. Yeah, I put in the effort. Yeah, that was good. So this is based on Gene. Brewer's 1995 novel of the same name. So they just kept the same name. It's a good name. Kept the name. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Directed by Ian Softley. I don't know who that is. Uh, starring Kevin Spacey, who, by the way, just recently exonerated 
Wait, didn't he kill a lot of the people who are accusing him? Uh, no, maybe in House of Cards. I think that was in that's, No. That's Alec Baldwin. No, like two people. Wow. Two people. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, awesome. that's nice. That's awesome. No, like two of his accusers mysteriously died. All right. Well, he's friends with the Clintons. Clintons, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. They probably suicided. <laughs> we're whining. Hey, this by up. the way, speaking we're of no, I mean, up. no. Listen, listen. Here's the deal. I mean, speaking, the, of, you you hit a certain. Li- okay, we're gonna get real. What? Like you sit, uh, you hit a certain <laughs> level of life and success. How you solve a problem changes. Yeah. No. I. I when you get to adult stage, murder is fine. Like I'm just saying. Like if I got into some trouble legally, I would try to like lean into like. Never mind. We're not. How do you know when you're at adult stage, Jody? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, murder. Murder is what you read. Yeah. Well, like you look at OJ, right? OJ you back eat the in mushrooms, the- and all of a sudden you're you're adult stage. OJ back in the early '90s, like, was accused, and we all know did murder two people, right? And he threw his entire fortune at a defense team and got away with it. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm just saying Kevin Spacey did something similar, right? Took his fortune and got rid of the problem. Do you find a problem with that? Uh, I, uh, morally, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say yeah. Okay. That was a really soft yeah. I would say yeah. All I mean, right, I, I'm it, sorry. Can, I'm not anti-murder in all cases, but like, you know, frivolous actors, yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to murder people. That's fair. Speaking of, Alec Baldwin... So Eric Bardwin. So, come on. Tell me you don't hear that name. I don't hear that said that way every time. All right, I'm on Twitter. You're not wrong. So Ronry. So Ronry. I got my pick for the next one. Oh no, America. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so I'm on Twitter. The meme game on Twitter is off the charts. It's phenomenal. Every day I get up and I laugh. There was a there was a picture of the guy who fired the missile from Ukraine into Poland. And they had superimposed Alec Baldwin's face on this guy, a soldier carrying like a bazooka on his shoulder. Oh, I laughed so hard. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. well played Twitter. Yeah, not a whole not many not many days left on the Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of that's alarmism, but whatever. I'm having fun while it lasts, even if yeah. it does go down the toilet. Okay, so Kevin Spacey, Jeff Bridges, Mary McCormick, Mary McCormick, uh, and Alfred Woodard. Those are the Alfrey, top. Alfrey, are, Alfrey, Alfrey Woodard. Alfrey, sorry. Alfrey, Alfrey Woodard. Woodard, whatever. So this film is about a psychiatric <laughs> patient who claims to Academy be an Award alien winner, from K-Pax. Uh-huh. Uh, during his treatment, the patient demonstrates an outlook on life that ultimately proves inspirational for his fellow patients, and especially his psychiatrist, who, by the way, is going through issues at home. Uh, I actually like this movie. I think it's higher-level um, points are profound. It's kind of profound. Right, so everybody thinks aliens. They think like you know, little guy from space comes down. But what if they use us as the means of interacting with us, like I mean, invasion have, of the body snatchers? Have you guys ever been to like the Walmart service center at like six in the morning? You know what I'm saying no, no. Aliens. I mean, yeah, sure, I guess so. Yeah, right. yeah. So 
Yeah. I mean, okay, so I also printed out some of those higher level things to consider about this movie. Please. Because here we go. Because you've got aliens, right? You've got a means of travel that's outside of our current means of travel. So he can move in and out of established hierarchical structures, which is a threat to the structure. So the part of the movie is the conflict of him not fitting into the established structure and being able to pop in and out of it. Right, okay. he doesn't respect the boundaries of like the the clinic he's in, right, or the definitions that people give to like the family structure, right, and that's a challenge to the established norms, right. It's, it's a it actually touches on some very um, profound thoughts. One of the one of the most impressive scenes, one of the scenes that I like, is when he goes to this uh, astronomy, like all these astronomers, these PhDs, they've all everybody's a doctor. Right. And he shows up to this astronomy thing and they're like, okay, well, if you're really from this place, show us, show us in the stars and the star cluster where you're from. Right. And he meets all these doctors. Right. And they're like, this is Dr. This, this is Dr. That, this is Dr. This. And he's going through and he's like, doctor, doctor, doctor. He's like, how many doctors are there? Right. Everybody's, um, everybody's validation, everybody's, uh, authority, right. And prominence is based on their title. Right. It's Mm. a, it's a competence hierarchy. And he comes in, and they give him a little pencil thing, a little electronic pencil thing, like an electronic etch-a-sketch. And he sits down, and he draws out where he's from, right? And in drawing it out, it blows their minds because it's beyond anything they ever thought. But it's all correct, right? So they had just learned something incredibly profound. And they're like, how is somebody like you, who's a crazy mental patient who looks like a homeless guy and not a doctor, able to do this? And his response is, well, this is like uh, a child knowing their ABCs, right? And it's like, oh, okay, and that's not, that's not nothing, right? Okay. It, it challenges the established hierarchy. So some of, this, some of this is based on turning the system upside down, right? There exists a closed system, which is that hierarchical nature. Um, there's like a, in every case, there's this, this person who's the authority over the system, Right. And if you don't respect that authority over the system, even within the clinic, there's this woman who's in charge of who does what to who. Like yeah. they're at the top floor. Mm-hmm. Right. And all the patients are lesser than. Right. They're in the lower floor. Right. So it's that structure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so it's all about how the system is the thing that creates that fear, that anger, that strife, the competition, and ultimately the chaos. It's the system that's the poison. And when He's going through and he's just, you know, exploring this planet and enjoying the planet. He's putting things in order, right? He's able to cure the patients without medication. And he does that by giving them hope, right? Where the system was robbing them of hope. The system was the thing telling them they were sick, right? And so that's kind of turning everything up on its head. I I think that's a pretty good message, right? Yeah, it's a really good message. The system makes you sick and we can fix it. Yeah, well, it's don't you don't have to subscribe. Correct. Right. So that's what his point so was. So was this movie ahead of cancel culture? Did K Pax kick off cancel culture? I have no idea. You don't that's, have to subscribe to it. He, he, you can hear <laughs> his <laughs> gears <laughs> grinding right as he makes that response. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a cool. I mean, it's a cool. Uh, uh, what, what's the word? Um, 
I enjoyed the movie when I watched it. Yeah, I, I did too. I mean, it's it's I, the idea that you know is the person in the mental institution really crazy, and are, can we learn something from them? I mean, I think that that's it, it's a cool kind of uh, that's the mystery part of it. Sure. Right? Like uh, 12 Monkeys played on that, right? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis and yeah. Brad Pitt. Bruce Willis is in a mental institution and he's telling everybody, I'm from the future and there's this virus that's going to kill everyone. But in this case, he really is from the future and there really is this virus mm -hmm. and the paradox that that creates and like him talking about it in the mental institution is what inspires Brad Pitt. And if they didn't, like the reason why it started is because they said someone back in time and I liked his character on this more than anything else just because it um, dealt with a lot of things that were, I mean, more serious, obviously, but he dealt with it in a very unique and like light and frivolous way, if you will. He didn't take stuff seriously. Um, yeah. A lot of, like, I just, I was it, just your produce alone uh, is worth the made trip. the trip worth it. Yeah. And he, as he's eating a banana, like, with the skin on, and I want to know, like, is that a real banana that he ate with the skin? How many on? takes? How many how, takes? Did how he do? many times did you have to chew that thing? I that's how a, good he that's is as not an actor. Thin skin, right? So okay, okay. How good he is as an actor. So does the 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 stuff in his personal life get you out of? Are you can you still appreciate Spacey in a role, or when you see him now, do you just think like, oh, this guy? So broad, yeah, that's a broader argument for all. Uh, talented people who've created something, but then have personal sure. So, like what do you think? MJ yeah. thing. I think you can appreciate the art without having to subscribe. You can make the that. disconnect. Yeah, I think you can for the most part. I mean, there's there's situations where the situation and whatever art that they created were eerily close together, and they're they're a little bit, little ouchy. Then at that point, like I assaulted somebody, and I just had gotten done playing a person that assaulted someone and got off on it or whatever you know that type of thing well have you watched american beauty anytime recently no it's been a long time but that's a spacey movie that's yeah he won yeah. the he won the academy award for that movie that movie was the best picture that year you know what that movie's about that movie's about a middle-aged guy who can't stop fantasizing about having sex with his daughter's high school best friend and then they eventually do like that's what that movie's about see that one doesn't hit me because it's not a dude Spacey assault. Everybody, Spacey assaulted were dudes. Oh, okay, but it's wild but yes, though. Yes. It's wild, right? That the, and that movie wasn't that long ago. Like American Beauty well, didn't come out in like yeah, it wasn't like sixty eight. Here's, here's, here's the thing about that movie. It was well done, and I appreciate the movie. But they glamorized the fantasy, like they big time. They it wasn't like him acting that way. They had breakaways, right, where they would show what he was picturing with her. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So they actually put her into this like that central picture. And it was they put the it into your head. And it was the best picture that year, according to the Academy. So you're saying don't hate the player, hate the game. I'm just saying that when this system starts espousing morality, I kind of turn my head and think, really, you? Right. Yeah, you guys made American. Fair. You guys said that American Beauty was the best picture made that year, and this movie's about a middle-aged man trying to have sex with a minor. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, what? At least at this point, you just have to assume everything that they say is hypocritical. They were just, I mean, yeah. they're just walking around hypocrites, yeah. right? And the louder that they scream at something, you can bet they're going to be the ones yeah. that are doing it. He is Kaiser so say though. Here's what I really liked about the movie. Yeah, that was another great movie. Come he on. is Kaiser. So I mean, that was a great movie. Come on, 
Yeah, you, no, absolutely. You know, suspects is, I yeah. mean, yeah. that's going to probably be on the list for me here coming up because that's a good movie. Well, you've had the last three picks, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to actually talk through one of these. I was just thinking about that. Like the last three movies, like Jody's had all the picks. I've, so, w- I've wondered. I, w- so I just Penguin thought we Point lost our order. Breakfast. Oh, look at this. Do they have see. breakfast? Do they do breakfast? <laughs> He's pulling it away. He's did, like, they, did they I'm do not, breakfast? I don't no. know. No. no. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. You see what happened? That was oh, yeah. a mistake. Maybe maybe they're still around if like if they did breakfast. Sure, you've just limited no. your open hours of business, right? Like Didn't they, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a half-hearted attempt. Like I don't know. So what could they have done different with breakfast? Like what's the what's the tenderloin version of breakfast? I mean, like a it'd regional, like, it'd be like, like a, like a, you can get like chicken, chicken uh, and waffles, chicken and waffles, or you could do, uh, what about like a chicken and waffle snack wrap? Ooh, that'd be good. Like a crepe kind of a situation, right? Mm. That's real thin that you could put the chicken strips. It's very in. foreign. I don't like it. What's oh, that that's, word? Uh, that's embassy in Goshen. <laughs> it's like a fin pancake. They, they do that. <laughs> they do that in Goshen. Yeah. Bong in the blinds. Oh, batter. Okay. Batter. <laughs> Take the fried chicken, batter it, and fry it in pancake batter. And oh, yeah. Like a sweet cream waffle batter. And yeah. Then, what, like a maple a dipper? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. With sauce. a maple dipper. Oh, uh, you heard it here first, folks. There you go. There We're you go. Say Penguin Point. Could it, too late now. Could have saved him. Oh, Could have. Say that last restaurant. Reach out if you own Penguin Point. Would that be any good, do you the think? Freedom cat. You fry the chick you fry the chicken. It'd be wonderful. Fry the chicken, is a fried chicken strip, then mm-hmm. dip it into the waffle batter, fry that in the waffle batter. So double, yeah. double fried, fried. So you'd have to uh That's a lot of Yeah, you gotta take and you'll have to dip it in the, the batter and then like flash freeze it on uh on paper so that it doesn't like get all gooey in the fryer and yeah. make a big mess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's it can be done for sure. Uh it's going to take some... Uh, you can sell different flavored dip- dippers, too. Oh, yeah. So some people like that sweet maple. Somebody's going to want a little sweet, uh, spicy. Sriracha maple. Somebody's Sriracha. going to want that creamy whatever. Yeah, we yeah. haven't done limited time. Thing limited while. time. You put some bacon you in know the, the dip. Best ba- things bacon that, bits in the waffle batter. One of the, best, one of the things I really liked about K-Pax is they never resolved whether or not Kevin Spacey was actually an alien. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah. That's... Mm. As I get older, I appreciate movies that leave it open and let yes. me decide. Yes. Yeah. Inception, right? He spins the top at the end, and it's going, and it starts to wobble. And I know you've probably got pages of issues with that movie, but um, <laughs> pages. I didn't print them out, so yeah. I'm not gonna talk about. But it. no, but I mean that's an example though of leaving it open. Like, is it is Spacey crazy? So, what do you think? Is Spacey crazy, or is he really an alien? I I think he's a savant homeless man. I do too. Yeah, I, I, think lo- I like that issue, that take on it better than him being an actual alien. Yeah. Just there's something broken with his mind. I don't fit into this world, but boom. Yeah. He's kind of like a Kanye figure. <laughs> yeah. If he's the crazy homeless guy. It's true. Yeah. He's the guy telling truth in a world full of lies. Yeah. And they he call seems you crazy. crazy because he's, he seems crazy because he's, he's challenging the norm. Dude, if Kanye says he's from another planet... No, man. Come on. No. He was made right here, and that's the thing of it. We did that. Chicago did that. Chicago did that. That's why the, you got to be careful. Kardashians did that. Travelers. Did you guys hear the Chappelle monologue? Yeah, I did. What did you think about that? It was oh, fantastic. I, I loved it. It was wonderful. I've it was it, it was hilarious. As it should, I mean, 
the greatest of all time. 100%. Yeah, it was yeah. it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's comedy. Like it's it's funny because it's uncomfortable. And so, but yeah, but he pointed something out that he did it on purpose, right? He and he positioned it of course like a genius, but he's saying Kanye isn't crazy. Right? He's just saying things out loud that you just kind of it's the wonderment thing that happens in your brain that you kind of have to internally digest. You don't verbalize it, right? I think he does. He says that stuff out loud because he can. Like he's he's been he, like, I'm a I'm a lyrical genius. You know that that since he started. But that so yeah, I mean, he can. But it cost him two. The crazy. It, it cost him two billion dollars. I don't. I don't know if he necessarily even. I mean, he's going to take the licks from this. I don't think he comes back. More than a penny worth your thought, there, Kanye. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. A lot of pennies. Mm-hmm. Good old Kanye. Yeah, for saying those those two words. Remember <laughs> the two words. You don't say them. You don't say them together. <laughs> you don't say Nothing good happens. <laughs> Nothing good happens if you say those two words together. Um, but you know what? If you're like the Anti Defamation League and you're you look at this stuff and like you say like listen, we remember 1930, and for us, it started like this. Right, it started like with the normalizing of what we consider to be anti-Semitic language, and it began with the normalization of it. And by the end of it, people are in ovens. So we, when we see it, we squash it immediately, and we come down on it with the full strength and power of what we have as a community, because we won't see it repeated. Yeah, interesting. Now, is that? rational in their opinion i i don't know i think that i I think kyrie irving for instance is an uneducated guy who watched a movie and started tweeting about it yeah um yeah did he need does this need to be like the start of his obituary now like first paragraph i don't think so but it will be well i mean really there's enough to laugh about with uh kyrie because he's a flat earther and you know, all oh, that other he? stuff, too. No oh, yeah. way. He oh, was, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he came out. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah. like oh, this is just a whole other thing. Right. Like, okay, like maybe cool. he should, you just listen to him, and it's like, maybe you should have done more than just a semester at Duke. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe you should have done more than just that semester. Um, but yeah, but at this point, like, that's his legacy now, no matter what he does. Like, mm-hmm. that's, in the first, that's in the first paragraph of his obituary. Kanye as well. Like, you remember, you remember when Tom Cruise was on the whatever show with Matt Lauer, Oprah? and they were talking about um, uh, medications to treat certain psychoses, and Tom Cruise said, "No, no, no. There's the research doesn't substantiate this," and Matt Lauer painted Tom Cruise as crazy. Oh yeah, I do remember. He was anti psychiatry yeah. because yeah. yeah, he was he was. And uh, Tom Cruise is only saying you, you're not you haven't done the research. He. He was coming from a point of the research he did did not substantiate the use of these SSRIs to treat depression, right? Well, what, 20 years later, he's vindicated? Right? Yeah. So he was painted as Has he been? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not up on my SSR, and I'm not defending Matt Lauer by any means. I just don't know. What, yeah, no, what have we learned in the last 20 years about all SSRIs? The research, all the research that's been uh, promoted that these antidepressants treat depression is not substantiated. There's no, there's, um, there's no, as a benchmark, being healthy, getting exercise, getting good sleep is just as effective. Sure. And more effective than using these medications. 
Well, but they were well, promoting the medications as the thing to use as the tool to treat depression. From what I understand, medication is always meant to be used like um, like a cast or crutches. It's never meant to sustain long term change. Yeah, but the problem was it wasn't doing. What but they they're said. not prescribed that way, though. Yeah, doctors like doctors they're doctors not prescribed that way. Like I mean, as someone who has been on antidepressants, um, you know, it is prescribed like you need to take this every day yeah. from mm-hmm. here on out, mm-hmm. or you run the risk of going back, you know, going back down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely, that's the, you know, it's the, yeah, it's meant it's to be a, like that's a pre-workout basically. Like you work on yourself. Uh, that's yeah. the way it's you're meant wor- to be. Yeah. You work on yourself. 100%. This will help while you're doing right. it. But it's like the doctor says, whether you're going to the gym or not ever again, you yeah. need to take this yeah. pre-workout every morning. Right. Yeah. So like the, it's never, and that's that's a good point. Like, it's never been approached to me by a medical, by a doctor that taking this pill is going to take care of all of your problems, right? What this will do is take the edge off, get the constant buzz of unaliving yourself out of your head, mm. so that you can focus on exercise, counseling, mm. you know, so yeah, you can yeah. do the work for long term health, yeah. right? I mean, it's the same kind of, you know, it's the same thinking as like those who are like coming off of opiates and go on methadone, right? You're not supposed to mm-hmm. be on meth. The idea is not that you stay on methadone forever and right. just trade one addiction for the other. Wait, I'm, I'm supposed to get off of methadone? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who your doctor is, right? Um, <laughs> right. So, no, but you're supposed to be, you know, this will take the edge off while you are, so that you can focus and put your energy towards long-term health. Well, yeah, I do, but I think that the argument is that there was there in the medical com- community, there has been a, um, a perspective of authority where they say, we know, we know without a doubt. And we're going to publish papers that substantiate that we know. Oh, sure. And no, the challenge is sense. to them to say, quit doing that. You don't know. Okay. It's a practice. You guys are, you're discovering things all the time. What you need to do is you need to bring it down a little bit and say, okay, we have this level of confidence or we think this might happen yeah. and quit being, I mean, it was the same thing with how they rolled out the, the vaccines. This is going to be, it started out as this is going to be the cure, right? You can't transmit it after the vac- after you take it, right? And then it's like, well, you got to get 10 boosters, right? Oh, these are definitely not going to have any impact on you. Well, it turns out, yeah, no, they're going to have an impact on you. Any reasonable person is going to look at this stuff and say, okay, what they're saying, these absolute terms don't make any sense. So we've got to we've got to kind of recalibrate how the medical community community is engaging with the population. And I think when Tom was talk, Tom Tom and I we go way back. I call him Tommy. So when Tom Cruise was talking to Matt Lauer, I, his his point was a little familiar with Tom Cruise after he's, hey, he's, he's he's talking a little familiar. He's talking a little familiar about Tom Cruise after he totally yeah. crapped on Maverick. I did not crap on Maverick. The hell you didn't. No, I come his, in here. I come in job. here and I say, "Top Gun Maverick is the best theater experience movie of like the last twenty years, hands down. It's the absolute best." Which is exactly what you're supposed to say coming out of that movie. <laughs> you come out of it like, "Yeah, I don't know." It was like it's straight to VHS. Well, no, it has nothing to do with the particular movie. It's just movies you recommend. He has to take a crap on. Let's talk about that in real life. Like that might be Wakanda it. Forever. Oh, it's not good. Oh it's yeah, by the way, how is Wakanda Forever <laughs> racist? How is that racist? Okay, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I will. I'm here. By the way, you nailed it on the bad guy. The bad guy is oh. the, is star the of movie. The He's, yeah, it's he, phenomenal. Best bad guy of all 25 of those movies. 100%. Absolutely, 100. 
So the movie should be retitled. Thanos doesn't count. Thanos is a computer generated. He's not yeah, real. Right. Uh, I mean, no, I think the, he's, I think he's great. I think you're right yeah. on. The closest bad guy that comes to that is the uh, the it was a Bridges in uh, the first Iron Man. I think. Tony uh, Stark one. made that in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think right. he's, he's the closest well, to the. Well done, well done, sir. That was great. Yeah, exactly. Like he's the closest. With scraps. Yeah, <laughs> yelling at people. Bridges, how great is Bridges? He's he's, he's the closest to this. See, yeah. Bridges is great After in this too. Yeah. Little fun that they have with the casting. Bridges being the guy because Bridges was Starman in '82. That's right, he was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Starman a gut movie great. about an alien that takes over a human body. Great movie be because he hears the. Oh. He hears the golden record play on uh, Voyager. Here's the invitation to come to Earth, so he does, and he's a he's a human. And there's a whole thing the about whole Izzy. Journey, yeah, yeah. Same so journey, Bridges, yeah. brilliant casting in K-Pass. Yeah, I didn't put that together, but that's a good good connection. Wait, way to bring him back. So 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 <laughs> Namor. <laughs> okay, so say uh, Namor. Namor. Right. Namor. Namor. Whatever. No love. My Roman spelled backwards. Sorry, My enemies called me the so boy. By the way, K -Pax? Roman spelled backwards. My Back people call me Cool Cool Khan. Well, My enemies call me no more. He said other people. It was great use of that word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was like no love, no amor. Yeah. But so good. The, uh, from the comic books, like the Imperious Rex that he says, that's his, that's his tagline from the comic books. Okay. And his name is actually Roman spelled backwards. Okay. Anyway. So why is it racist, Jody? Okay, hear me out. I'm here. Right? So he's supposed to be like uh, South uh, what, South American, right? The what From the Yucatan Peninsula. Yucatan. So like, so yeah. Mexican-ish, yeah. like, right? Yeah, so, that, that would be Mexico, yes. Right. That is Mexico. So, no, yes. no ish. Like, yeah, he is there, like. There's, there's Mexico, <laughs> right. and this is like right so, there. Yeah. So, the so, no ish. So there's a slang term for them, right? And it turns out that his weakness is if you dry out his back. So he's a wet back. Tell me that's not racist. Like, right on its nose. I don't think it was if he pulled that out way no, far it, away. It, wow. I'm like, wow. that's, come on, guys. Like, nobody saw that. Wow. You got you to gotta dry out his back. It's like, it okay, dry out everybody his back. stopped. <laughs> it was know, dry, dry him out him totally. Out. Exactly. Yeah, his out. back was the thing that caught on fire. They had it all, you know, I'm not going to. He was spoiler weak. Spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler wow. alert. Okay. He was weak even I mean, I before see what that. you did there. This is I see what you did there. Conspiracy There's no way. First of all, shout out to whichever Twitter account you got that from, because there's no way. <laughs> Twitter's awesome, by the way. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Mal, you went a long way for that bit. You texted us last night talking about That's how racist the movie. He's no, you, you, you seeded that. No, I'm not mad at you for it. No, you seeded <laughs> that bit for a good 18 hours. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting. Like, I know we got to talk about this K-Pax movie, but I got to hear why how this movie's racist. Although it does fit a certain... Uh, there is a certain, um, you don't really don't have to watch a lot of movies anymore because when I go into a movie, I know that the black woman is going to be the noble protagonist. Yeah. I know that the white guy is going to be the villain. I know, and because they're cheating a lot of this stuff and you know, there isn't a lot of character development in some of these movies. This one, I don't agree. White guy wasn't was a villain in this one though. No, uh, his, they had that girlfriend CIA agent. Uh, his girlfriend was. Girlfriend. Yeah, that was the only girlfriend. part of this that movie, by the way. That, ex wife, like, ex wife. You're right. Thank you. Oh yeah, the new head of CIA. That was that was the only part of that movie that <laughs> didn't work for me. To this broadcast, if you haven't seen the movie, you're... that was the only part that didn't work for me though. Was like the force feeding the MCU crap. The well, Julia they're, Louis yeah, they're trying setting to set up, up the, the Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts and stuff. The yeah. stuff that they're like the the required. Hey, we have to set up the new movie that just 
that yeah. felt really pushed. We watched it again last night, and that felt really pushed in. If so, if Marvel went back to making just single movies, I think they could have some banger series just on their own accord. No, what they need to do no. is they need to respect the original storyline, like the original crafters of these characters, and not try to push all this agenda crap. Like, appreciate the fact that the stories are operatic, right? They, they have their own theme. They, they define well, the characters in the journey of the... But, I think sometimes, that's what but it. sometimes it's it, it works. Like, the Namor story and the Aztecs and all of that, uh, way better than the source stuff. Way better. No one... Now, again, it, it's the typical yeah. Marvel thing. You have all these people now coming out. Oh, Namor is my favorite character. I've been a Namor fan. Nobody likes this character. Nobody cares about this character. He only works when he is the uh, villain in other people's books, right? He's, he the, only, he's the knockoff Aquaman, right? Everybody's, I think just, he was actually first. I think Aquaman's a knockoff yeah. of him. Yeah, but Namor was really? first. Yeah. yeah. DC did a crappier... <laughs> He does Aquaman really ridiculous, right? He's but ridiculous he was better player. in the, the movie. Made him badass. Momo, eh. that was a good movie. Not eh. many of the DC movies the are good. Aquaman. Eh, the, I'm just. I mean, Jason Momoa is is Aquaman. Fine, whatever. The casting's fine. Okay, I mean, Brian's making faces over here. But if that uh, if Aquaman was Namor, if they put Namor on that movie and it was exactly the same movie. Brian be all over it. I was making a all face over because it. of the way you said Momoa sounded like Mario. You were like, Momoa! Momoa. Speaking, of, speaking of Mario... That's why I was making a face. Momoa! You hear about John Leguizamo, like, really... Mad, like, that, white oh, people are playing, mad that white people are playing Luigi? Yeah. Yes, he was ticked. Yeah. Eh, okay. Whatever. That's fine. It's just that... Well, like it's, it's the same thing as, like, Kelsey Grammer saying if he doesn't play Beast, he's never going to Disneyland I, I heard again. somebody... This yeah. is a shout-out to Sarah. I heard somebody say this, and it hit me so hard. I was like, this is exactly right. She said, I have, I have compassion fatigue. I just... I can't be compassionate anymore. I just... There's no, there's no compassion left in the well. Yeah. I was like, I'm starting to feel yeah. that way. It's wow. like, come on. Well, I feel that way about, like... I, I can't... I can't. You're asked... Well, you're just asked to be mad or fed up or outraged about everything, everything yeah. i can't be anymore i'm done i'm tapped out yeah, it's man. like dude oh you didn't get to play mario now i'm supposed to have any care about that why well, <laughs> well first of all we saw the mario movie that you made john it was terrible yeah it, well it is i thought john was hispanic he is okay so what does it have to do with mario and luigi people being of color Italian. the fact that someone of color isn't playing luigi because italians they're not white Italians? Fictitious Italians are... No one ever looked at Mario and Luigi and saw people of color. I'm sorry. Like, they're just... They're, they're, I, I, just, I don't know. I point, found that a stretch. Who, like, who is the whitest... Like, what is the whitest ethnicity? At some point, that's going to be the only ethnicity left that's allowed to be white. Well, okay, so are there shades? <laughs> are there shades to whiteness? Yeah. I mean, I'm not white. I'm like... No, but I just mean, like, like culturally I, speaking, even. Like... Okay, so, like, is there the whitest of the whites, like, Welsh? I don't know. Yeah, and then, like, the Swedish? Like, are we trying to make, is he, I'm just trying to understand, I'm with you, I'm trying to make, understand the logic behind the gripe. Are we right. saying that Italians are people of color, and that these plumbers are people of color, and they're being voiced by white people? Is that the argument? That I, like I guess, I, that's what I didn't get, like, yeah. Okay, you go. You want Al Pacino to to play Mario, and you know, okay, fine. Let's let's stay honest to the source material, but 
John, you're not in it anyway. Honest to the source material, it's a video. I, I understand. That's what I'm saying is like you want the Mario and Luigi to be, to be voiced by Italian actors? Great. That still doesn't put you in the movie, John. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, he was Luigi in the other movie. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, in that sense, he has a... So is Bob it, Haskins was was Mario. Hoskins. Hoskins. Bob Haskins. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's, a, that's an actor you don't see anymore. Good actor. Are um, they bringing back uh, Hopper for Koopa? No, uh, Jack Black is Koopa. Mm-hmm. What? Mm, yeah. Jack Black's the voice of King Koopa. I wonder how that's going to go. He was in the trailer. They don't even sound like themselves. No. I mean, you all know how I feel about Chris Pratt, so I'm not happy about the casting <laughs> of this movie anyway. The wish version of the Chris's. Hey, did you He's see the him? worst Chris by far. I don't agree with that, but whatever. So, really? Yeah, I don't. He's got, a, he's got one disabled kid from a previous marriage and then tweets out, man, I'm so happy to have a healthy kid. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Google that today. Oh, yeah. You, a lot of people are. A lot of, I, I didn't know that happened. But yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. His kid with Anna Ferris has a disability of harsh. some sort. I don't yeah. know what. I probably should if I'm going to bring it up on a podcast, but I don't. Um, and then he marries Schwarzenegger's kid. And they have a baby, and he's like, I'm so happy to have a healthy baby. It's like, man, cool, but. What? Well, wait, wait, wait. Is Did he, they just have the baby? That's a common thing to say. I'm yeah. glad my, my child's healthy. Sure. But in this world, you're going to get roasted for not having. So ha you're making something out of nothing. Oh, I'm not. I it was, see I, what, someone else I did. See what Social media. Welcome. Someone else made it something out of nothing. That's I'm just, just against. I'm just using it. I'm just using it to fuel my already established dislike uh, of Chris Pratt. He is the wish Chris. He's that the was, wish that Chris. Smart too. That was a very liberal thing did, to do. Do you see the uh, new Indiana Jones picture? I did. What do you think? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I'm not sold. I'm going to say, do you think they're going to set up for a reboot of the series? With this no, movie? I think they tried that once and it didn't work, right? I mean, I, four was supposed to be, you were like the next one was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. Like you were supposed to connect uh. to Shia LaBeouf and then they would move on doing, you know. Um, so I walk into uh, North Point. Okay, to watch Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. And I look at the posters on the wall to see what's coming out. There's only mm -hmm. one movie that really hit me at all, and it was Violent Night with uh, uh, Harborough. <laughs> right. I knew that was the one you were going to pick. There's nothing else. This looks pretty phenomenal. I, but I looked at the rest of them, and I'm That's like, the Santa that is on a killing spree? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, the rest of these movies? But he's not a real. Is he really? Is it Santa on a killing spree? Yeah, I think it's Santa on a killing spree. Like, he's actually playing Santa. Yeah, or, Did you see the previews of it? It no. looks It looks. I mean, I've seen hilarious. images. I've seen the clips. Yeah. Checking that naughty list. It's it, that's what it is. It's terrible movie lines while doing violent things. John Lu, is it like, like isn't Liguizamo in that one? Having isn't he the bad guy break. in that? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so John's he's getting work. I don't know what he's complaining about. Doesn't get to be Luigi. Yeah, he doesn't get to be, which is Italian. hilarious because that entire character is based on people having to be Luigi. You're never happy to be Luigi. It means you're like <laughs> yeah, a little, you're, you're always a second. Yeah, you're a little brother. You're a yeah the, yeah. He's the one guy who wanted to be Luigi, and they're not letting him. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, we've gotten to the point where there are, like I said, it's compassion fatigue. You get so many people screaming about so many things that I'm like, you know what? It's, it just all blends together. It's all noise. Yeah. Right? And there's a weird phenomenon happening with movies, which is a, I don't know, 
I, I think maybe it's a litmus test or it's a key indicator that maybe we don't have enough struggle in our life, right? I'm looking at the posters and there's no good stories. Nothing's jumping out at me. Like, and if Marvel movies are the thing we're clinging to, like tell us a good story, maybe we need to take a step back, reevaluate our priorities and try to find something that's got some solid, like some solid ground, some substance that we can build a story off of. I think there's still plenty of that stuff out there. Um, you're not going to find it in movie theaters anymore. No, yes, yeah. Netflix. Um, yeah, because those those Prime. movies don't go to theaters, or if they do, it's in a limited run, and then direct to streaming it, service, stri- direct to streaming or VOD. So, yeah. like the certain movies, like K Pax, would not play in a theater in 2022. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah, this movie doesn't right. play in a theater. This movie is uh, Netflix Prime. It, yeah, or it's a you know, it's a 10-part Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a weird, I think it's a weird thing now. Hear me out, okay? This might be a little, this might be a little Jody conspiracy. Oh, we're, we're riding the conspiracy we're, train right we're now. We're here, bro. Yeah, we're, we're along for the so ride. There, for a long time, there were um, a lot of good narratives built off of the, the Bible. Like, the, the grounding of the story was fundamentally the story of the Bible. And when you start getting away from having a good grounding, like an axiomatic grounding. The reason why those stories work is because the way we work in society and all the, the ways we were raised in the school and the teaching we had and the, the people we hang around with know those stories to some extent. Like you know them just, if no other reason, you're adjacent to them and you, you hear them. So they, they kind of permeate your psyche. So when you hear those stories in that order, it means something to you. It resonates. And I think they're trying to get away from those axiomatic storylines and there's no grounding. Nobody can relate to them. And K-Pax, I think, has that grounded Has that story grounded storyline. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fine. It's fine. I th- I think it's fine. It's just, it's, it's a movie that Violet has... Knight with John Harbour or whatever the hell his name is, has that grounding. Whatever. I think K-Pax <laughs> is a movie that um, other movies have done what it does, and they've just done it better. Hmm. Well, uh, so Matt Damon, there's a clip of him giving a speech of why movies are the way they are today uh-huh. and how everything has to be a big blockbuster. And we're losing the movies that are stories. He's like, we're just, we have to go away from them because you can't afford it anymore. And he talked about, like, I want to tell this story. And it was like of a struggle of an individual becoming the better of themselves. And he goes, I'm 20 million deep just before we even get to roll film. And he's like, nobody can afford that anymore. He goes, we used to be able to make a movie and it'd be about a story or an individual. And you had your cash out at the box office. And then you had the second one with DVD and right. VHS. And he that's goes, gone. And that's gone. He goes, so story movies are not being shown in the theater as much as large theatrical blockbusters. Right. You've got to make up all your movie. You got to make your money in four weeks, yep. basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, because yeah, I the, yeah, DVD sales and rentals and those royalty fees that they would get, you know, because like I remember I remember back in the day, like you'd have at first VHSs were like a hundred bucks. If you wanted a movie, it was a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Batman eighty nine that VHS release was the fir- one of the first ones that was at the 1999 point point because there was a Pepsi commercial at the beginning of it. When you put that movie in, there was a uh, Batman Pepsi commercial and it, and that subsidized the 
production of those cassettes. Wow. And so that was one of the very first mass market VHSs because of that price, because they were able to do it with the subs. And then you saw another things too. I remember uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had yeah. a Pizza Hut commercial at the beginning of it. And if you're like my age, you know that Pizza Hut commercial. I play right field. It's important, you know, got to know how to catch. There's somebody right now singing along <laughs> of this podcast, I guarantee it. <laughs> No, it was this commercial. Like, it was about this yeah. kid who played in right field, and at the end, he caught the ball finally, and they went to Pizza Hut afterwards. It was before that movie, and it, every time you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you had to see that commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that revenue is all gone now. So, a movie like K-Pax, again, I think it's, you know, a streaming Doesn't service. Bill, or, yeah. you know, you get a play, like, parent, and that's why so many of these studios, and some of them have worked, and others not so much, but they try to do their own streaming services because it's like, well, we want to keep this in-house. Like we make this movie, we can dump it onto our own streamer and get yeah. that revenue that way and not have to pay the royalty to a Netflix or a Hulu or yeah, whatever right. else. Um, so I don't know. I think that, I think stories are going to get continue to be told. I think stories like this will be continued to be told. Just how we get them. How we get them. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, in the, in the uh, Star Wars franchise, they're really building, like the narrative becomes episodic and they build it into a series. Right, this uh, Andor and the uh, Mandalorian. So Andor's so good. These these kind of, a, this is where I, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? You don't want to watch that in a movie. You want that to be episodic. You want to be able to, it all ties together, but the one episode frames the previous context that you got from, the, you got the context you got from the free, previous episode and sets you up for the yeah. next episode, right? So you have to chunk it that way. It's a well, and I think you have to, and because we're watching at home, I think you have to break stuff up because of these things. As I hold up my phone, yeah, I don't know how many times at home when I'm watching the movie, I'm, I interrupt myself by checking on something or something buzzes or something like sure. that. Yeah. Like I, uh, The Irishman, one of my favorite movies the last few years. I think I had to start it and stop. I mean, I... That movie was forever long. It was like three and a half hours long. Yeah. And I kept having to go back and catch stuff. But I really wish that was something that was broken up into like four hour long pieces or yeah, something. Right. Well, is that another thing that's hindering uh, the whole movie theater experience now? Is that like we... Uh, or the artists, quote unquote, the writers or producers or whatever, have a story that, w- that they want to tell. But, you know, three hours isn't enough. For that, like it'd be like taking Lord of the Rings, for example. I know Peter Jackson said there's so much that he wanted to put on there that that just movie length time didn't allow. Um, you know, and then the Hobbit showed us that that wasn't such a bad thing. Editing is good, and just because you want to put it on film doesn't mean you need to. Um, Andor is not doing well critically, or well, it's doing well critically, but now with fans, that's that's annoying to me. Yes. Because there's no so there's no lightsabers in it. There's no like big baddies that everybody knows. You know, you've got Mon Mothma and and then the Andor character, and those are the only two people you have any sense of who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fanboys don't want to go and see it because it doesn't have you know lightsaber duels. Right. It's uh, it's we you know fans ask for like you know I want a mature Star Wars story. I want an adult Star Wars story, and then they give it to you, and nobody watches it because for them adult is i want to see a jedi hack off someone's head with a lightsaber that's it's right like, that's not yeah. adult no that's not adult are, that's not adult are we trending towards the idiocracy scenario because trending towards trending bro we're there <laughs> yeah. where are you like 
what are you talking about? Have trending you seen Twitter? Where have you been the last? <laughs> Twitter's like, awesome. what are you talking about? Are we trending towards? Yeah, no, we're that we we, tre- we done trended, bro. <laughs> because the 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 the, uh, the the content that we're we're being fed is we've we've gotten away from symbolism and and you know. Um, innuendo and we've gotten directly into i just want to see you guys cut another guy's head off right it's like where's the nuance i think that's always i mean i think that's always been there i think a lot of people back in the day went to gladiator duels more people went to gladiator fights than they went to plays yeah yeah no there's always the primal don't get me wrong i think that's always been there but i just think in this case you know again you get these fan like star wars was invented for children it's children content. It's not adult content. It was never. It's for kids. But you get these boy, got kids who watch it at six right. and want the same dopamine hit they got at six right. when they're in their forties. And listen, if the same thing that gave you a dopamine hit at six gives you a dopamine hit at forty-three, you're doing it wrong. You're so, doing so, it wrong. So if they made the same like stamped aluminum lunch boxes, but for adults now, do you think those would sell? I mean, I, to a to a certain group yeah there you go heard it here yeah make it happen limited edition mm-hmm. yeah got a pre-order online make it a cooler there you go cooler there you go a, a stanley coffee thermos but it's star wars sold absolutely sold <laughs> all right let's vote okay. fellas k-pax uh, uh one of us watched k-pax in the last 20 years and he brought it to the table do we want to is K-Pax part of the Freedom Cats canon? Stefan, I'll start with you. I'm going to vote yes. It's an enjoyable movie. I would watch it again. I'm going to lose my mind. It's in. Because uh, I'm voting yes. So I don't <laughs> care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just want to go. Once again, it's time. So K-Pax, you didn't even watch it. Didn't even watch it. I did watch it. Not recently. Oh. It's in. That's how good it is, Chris. When I pick a movie, it's good. It's unbelievable. Um, all right. Once again, K-Pax is part of this canon, and <laughs> Shogun Assassin is not. Um, now, if the baby was an alien, or... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, again, this, guy's name is, this garbage copy-paste wants to be Cuckoo's Nest. It wants to be Starman. It wants to be, again, yeah, it, um, the whole gimmick of is he crazy, is or not, like 12 yeah. Monkeys did it. It's a beautiful potpourri. I think 12 better. Monkeys was after this. No, it was not. You sure? 100%. I bet, bet my next 10 picks on it. <gasps> really? Oh, oh my. All the phones just came out, everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh, but you know what? Jody is staring at pieces so, of paper. What year was this? Mo- what updated. year was this movie made? This was ninety-seven. What? Eighty-six. What? <laughs> what year no, was I'm this? Just kidding. I'm what just year was K? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Oh, hmm, twelve monkeys. Ninety-five. Oh. Oh. oh, he's not giving up his ten picks. No. Nope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, movie six years prior did the whole same gimmick and did it tenfold better well it was time travel the only way we'll know that is if that's your next pick (laughs) no i mean my picks don't make vote my (laughs) picks don't get voted on all right well Well, hey you really you're telling me three movies you're telling me this movie really is represents the best of us he's already voted it's in the best that's what you're telling me that's what you're telling you're telling me of the picks that we bring to the table you're telling me this is among the best 
then that's why you it goes in the canon the, the canon the, the movies <laughs> that you need to see to be a freedom cat you're telling me that k-pax is one of those no, this seven? is not a a, a must see. Then why is it in a, the canon? Look, the, I didn't, the what golden, are the criteria the for what goes in the canon? The it has bust. to be the best movie ever. No, it needs the, to be representative of like the yeah the golden bust. Of the, the, you yeah, would, yeah, no, yeah. You would recommend this to somebody. So you're telling me, uh, you, hey, you got to watch a movie tonight. What are you going to watch? You're going to say K-Pax. Yes, K-Pax is on the... It's not one of the first thousand movies that you would you when would say. And you voted yes? yes? Yes. Yeah, I would vote yes. yes. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Live yes. your life. Live live in truth, <laughs> Stefan. Live in truth. I living in truth. No, and, you are uh, not. I'm gonna, if you were asked a thousand times to ready? recommend a movie, you would say a thousand movies before you said K-Pax. Except for Shogun Assassin. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, you can film it all you want. This is crazy to me. Absolutely insane. No, actually, it's actually, one I hadn't seen for a long time. And, and you still uh, haven't seen it for I'm, a long time because you didn't watch it for this. Because I wasn't going to pay three ninety nine right. for it. You wouldn't even pay three ninety nine to watch it. My point is made. His vote is nullified. This movie, there's no way this movie makes it in. He wouldn't pay three ninety nine to watch it. That's how that's how much he liked K Pax twenty years ago when he saw it. It's in. It's in. I'm gonna give you one last chance to change your vote. You stay with no. you keeping your well, vote. Are you keeping your vote? Who makes the rules? Are you here? keeping your vote? Does Chris make the rules here? No. Are you keeping <laughs> yeah. your vote? Chris it's makes in. the rules here. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot Chris believe. Chris is this. the bourgeoisie man. Like That's hold, fine. No, if, this is, what you, if this is what you want this to, to his become, rules. this is what you want we know this to become. Who the become. man is? We know who the man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a man, man. All right, well, let's just let's just sign off. The freedom yeah. socialists well, and the freedom fascists do not like the fact that you think you're the man, man. <laughs> the freedom dictatorial guy. That's fine. You guys think that this movie is 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 key? Then the golden bust of Prot wearing his sunglasses is already on the shelf. The criterion upon which we choose movies for what goes in the canon must be discussed verbally. Apparently, okay. I believe it. when I use the because word canon, like only, when I use the word canon, are we only selecting life changing movies at this point? I mean, that's the question. Movies, no, but I guess it's a movie that you would say is. I think if you're going to say yes, I guess it the question: be, if you're going to say yes, it should be in the canon. I think it should at least cross the. I would pay four dollars to watch it. Well, no, no, line. but Stefan's asking a good question. This is a good question. If if we're gonna the canon up as the the ultimate filter, right? We have to have definitive criteria. I mean, and we have to be able to defend the definitive criteria. The question I asked about this movie is, do I walk away with something from it? Okay. And it, I think it was a positive message. Like, even outside the whole alien thing, crazy person thing, whatever, it's like looking at your life from a fresh perspective. And like I would just taking and, stuff for granted. And I would say, and I think, I think that's fair. And I think that this movie does put that out. However, I think that there are movies that have the same message that do it tenfold better than this movie. This movie wants to be like four other movies that did it all better. Right. Okay. And so in that sense, if I'm looking at this movie and I'm saying, these are the three messages that I'm supposed to get from this, right? Like this, this is the I, experience. I like this. this is the experience I had with this movie. Yeah. Does anything else give that same experience and do they do it better? And in this sense, hold on, I'm almost, I'm like two sentences away from being done. And in this sense, 
the tropes that this movie relies on, the messages that it shares, and the stories that it tells are done better in other forms and okay. other pieces. So, so do we create a new category we call purgatory and anybody who challenges the vote that's been created has to put those movies up and we've got to watch them and compare to the one that was proposed as canon. Because what you're saying is it's not all bad. Because what you're saying is we think this should I mean, be canon. You're saying no. You're saying 12 monkeys and that just doesn't like it's an entertaining movie, but that doesn't like make me think like this one does, like, oh, it's a fresh perspective so bring on in life, whatever not those are. take everything so seriously. Like, I understand that that's done it as well. It's a totally different experience, though. And it boggles my mind that somebody would look at, like, 12 Monkeys and then this movie and go, yeah, you know what, K-Pax. Let's, let's, do, let's do the head-to-head. Pick the three movies. We'll do the head-to-head, and we'll, the benchmark right now, the proposed canon is K-Pax. Now, we can put it in. Stefan and I have already voted. No, it's in. No, 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 no. It's in. It's but what in. I'm saying is it's I, in. I like where you're coming from because we're going to have the opportunity then, like for Shogun Assassin, to say, no, 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 no. If, let's say, you two voted Shogun Assassin should go in, I want to be able to say, okay, but no, no, no. We should be able to compare it to, you know, these other. Drunken Master. And, yeah, well, these yeah, other movies that others. are the actual, they're a com- head-to-head competitor, and only one of those can fit the spot. One of those can make it in, not okay. all of them. Okay. I mean, you know, I see I get, where you're going. I, like, I don't I hate like it. I don't hate it. I guess, yeah, there needs to be a certain... I, I get what you guys are saying about there needs to be what makes it into canon, right? For me, just the word canon is a loaded term, right? It's telling me, like, these are the... like Same if you yeah, if you had like, you know, the movies that were like the, the prison movie canon, right? These are the five movies about prison yeah. that you have to see, yeah. right? And so if we have like the Freedom Cats canon, right? Like these are the movies that represent our, us as Freedom Cats. Yeah. This movie doesn't make that cut in All my right. mind. So then, but. so what we'll do is if you feel like you can challenge the proposed canon of K-Pax, come with one that you think will do better done with that if i had a gauntlet just throwing it down all right well with that we'll wrap up i'm chris i'm jody Stefan. we are the freedom cats